This is episode 65 of the Evil G Podcast. I'm Colin. This is Stu. Hello. He's he's done. He's got, what? It, may as well like, talk about this now because it's such huge big news. Okay. Vince oh, McMahon right. Right, okay. is is gone. He, he is. About goddamn time. <laughs> about 20 years too late. Yeah, to be fair. I. So he, he has retired from... Being CEO, creative, everything that the whole shebang. Do you think he'll try and hang around in the background though? Uh no, because it's it's all to do with the um all the controversies we've been hearing about him over the past month or so. Um about all the no the way he's a like the way he's an absolute fucking psychotic maniac. I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to find some way of going, oh, but I'll hang around in the background and nobody will know. <laughs> They'll say, if you show up, we will arrest you and put you in jail. <laughs> or you, you should probably be in there anyway, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he is, reti- it's definitely a, a case of, um, lad, you can either, you know, retire of your own accord now, or we're just going to sack you uh, because ah. of all this stuff. Um, these allegations and and things, and there's probably tons of stuff we don't know about yet. Uh, and oh, tons. The, Apparently, the... I don't know the full details, but I heard a lot of well, seen a lot of people talking about this. That he done some story this week with some guy called Titus Titus O'Neil. Yeah, he's and... he's the guy that went flying under the ring at that uh, that. Oh big, right, okay, big that Saudi guy. Arabia Royal Rumble. Yeah, apparently he done some really close to the Vince McMahon story thing this week as a story. It was like really close to the bone mm-hmm. of this whole thing. And they had him do something. Uh, I don't know the logistics of it, but a lot of people were saying like, I can't believe Vince made Titus do this. What the absolute fuck is going on in that man's head? So I need to look into what he actually done. But apparently this was like a lot of people were like, no, 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 no. This is too, this is too much. What the fuck are you doing? So it could be, this is what maybe the final little bump. Yeah, I haven't heard anything like that. But what we do know is Stephanie McMahon and, and Nick Khan are co-CEOs. I assume that means uh, Nick Khan will be on the business side of things and everything else will be Stephanie. Mm. Um, and Triple H is back as the head of talent relations. That's good. That's a good place for him, him to is, be. That is a good thing. Because he is the guy who will be doing the hirings and looking for talent um and he has an eye for that stuff we all mm-hmm. saw nxc um then the names that have come through there and that's because of him and yep. uh, you know william regal um going out and getting these guys from the indies um see so yeah it, it's kind of exciting times for the prospect of wwe maybe getting good imagine it, that hey i would say it's too so early the other thing we have to mention is the big useless lump that walked out because Vince is no longer there. That's more good news. I oh, came back though. Ah! He, <laughs> he did. Tail Probably. between the legs. So that was in SmackDown. Uh, Brock Lesnar had a wee tantrum left, but then came back later. <laughs> a wee tantrum. I'm out of here. So I ain't sticking around. This is bullshit. <laughs> I ain't doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his, <clears throat> his voice will never not be funny. That's um, one of the, the things I hope changes is they, instead of relying on Brock Lesnar so much, mm. build up some other guys that they have um, to be. You look at some of the people they have to that they could genuinely use. Mm. 
Aye, there's tons of talent there that doesn't doesn't get the, the recognition. Um, yeah, they they have Shinsuke Nakamura on their roster. Have mm. done nothing, nothing with them. They have got uh, that Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Um, but yeah, this is uh, interesting times. Now the work's not done so yet. The I was gonna say, do we know who's like? Obviously, you were said Triple H's talent relations, Steph's the the business side and things like mm. that. Who do we know? Obviously, who's taken over creative? Has that been mentioned? No, no, there hasn't been anything about who will head up creative. Now, keep in mind, WWE has a writer writing team already. I mm. imagine, yeah, they'll have something to do with it. Um, but without Vince hovering, you're saying how Johnny him, Ace is gone as well. Johnny Ace is gone. Um, is Bruce should, Pritchard still hanging around? Bruce Pritchard's still there for now. He, I can't see him being there for much longer. But the big no. boss, the main one they need to get rid of, the the true, like, even more so than Vince McMahon, the true source of all the shittiness in WWE, Kevin fucking Dunn. Get rid of that oh, useless time. waste of fucking space. Out the fuck with your mm. shaky camera. And I uh, just, uh, he he's the thing that needs to go. Yep. Um, so it's uh, SummerSlam is, is this week. Um, and after SummerSlam, the TV show shall be transitioning from PG rated to TV 14, uh, which is what it was during the Attitude Era. Um, you could see this after SummerSlam wraps up being like, uh, right, here's a, a fresh start. Um, it's a new fucking new outlook on how we're going to go about doing this thing. But yeah, it's it's not going to be overnight at the same time. It, it's it's going to take no. take time for you know things to to start changing um and hopefully like there's no guarantee they will hopefully they do um but you would yeah. think they have to, to like to i know me. i know their viewing figures weren't exactly in the toilet or anything but it was clear as day that people were unhappy like you know it's, it's why the indie scene rose up so much because people wanted to go elsewhere to see you know good wrestling and stuff yeah. so there is obviously a desire for wwe you know pick their game up a bit and there, obviously as yeah. you say there's opportunity here. So, see that those numbers they get at the minute that the you know the diehard WWE ones they're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter what you do, they will watch. Um, mm. So you can now make an effort to get in. Um, you know all the people that don't watch WWE that used to. Um, you know people who watch the likes of AEW and that uh, and get them to tune in. Like the I'm pretty sure this week's Raw and SmackDown took uh, rating bumps after all this stuff uh, happened. Because of people just wanting to see what's going to happen, you know, the, the, just the the idea of of something maybe happening is enough to get people to tune in, and then you know take advantage of that and actually have something happen to to keep them around. It would be it would be nice if they started doing good shit, and but at the same time, that's five hours of wrestling a week <laughs> on top of the yeah. wrestling I already watch, and there's no good way to watch it. I'm not buying BT nope. Sport. Nope. It, the the shows don't go up on the network till like a month later, so it's which does not make sense to me. Uh, them TV deals are a lot. It's not very fa- fan friendly. No. Yeah, I'm not buying a sports package to watch just wrestling. Mm. Um, not even sure how much that costs. A lot, but like you say, I mean, the network itself it doesn't even put them up when it happens, which is nuts to me as well. I mean, surely you think if you're paying for the WWE Network, you should be able to watch Raw and SmackDown when it happens. That'd be like, like that would be like us having to wait to watch 
dynamite and rampage. Yeah. I mean, like BT Sports, 16 pound a month, but then you need to have a BT, you know, TV to begin with. You need mm. to have that service. And then you're in a two year contract on top of that. Uh, it's just old, shitty, legacy TV service mm. that should just die already. UFC as well, though. <laughs> Yay. Not a big fan of that. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it, th- this is huge. Like, this is the biggest thing to happen in wrestling for a very long, long time. Yep. Um, yep. Especially to that company. Yeah. I, I really do hope it shakes things up because, you know, I, I do not give a shit which three letters it is. I just want to watch good wrestling. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, it does, doesn't really matter where it comes from. Uh, but yeah, it's uh end of 40 years of. Of course, you had all the people pouring out, oh, he was the best thing ever. Without Vince, you wouldn't have wrestling. And you're like, you're ours. <laughs> you went so... That's nuts. Uh, and and I, I think that is... Um, uh, there's people who out there that actually believe wrestling wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. It wouldn't. Maybe it wouldn't look like how it looks now. It could be something better. We don't know. There's no point in yeah. going, oh, without Vince, wrestling wouldn't be... Well, actually, they're right. Without Vince, wrestling wouldn't be what it is today. But... Without Vince, we don't know what we would have got. We, we there's no way to tell. Uh, so you can't mm. just go. I thank him because it wouldn't be what it is. They. I also don't like when people. Are, sure, without Vince, you wouldn't have had AEW. It's like wait. So you're saying he's so bad that some the people felt the need to start a whole <laughs> new promotion just to have something else, and I should thank him for. Without, if we didn't have Vince, we wouldn't have needed AEW. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's. I have no uh, sympathy for him. I have. I, nope. I see this only as a positive. I'm not going to sit mm-hmm. here and go pretend to be. Oh, look at all. Look back at his career and, and be respectful. And it's like, nah, fuck him. Because you know what? See, when he went out and went on, uh, it was either Raw or SmackDown after the allegations and all this yep. stuff uh, paying off. You know what he said when he came through the curtain? Fuck him. What? Fuck him. That's, That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Fuck you, Vince. Fuck you. Get out. Bye, uh, Vince. <laughs> and uh, I hope someone said this to him. Is Best of luck in all your future endeavors, you decrepit old shite. <laughs> or someone should have went up to him it's like Vince you're fired (laughs) uh balls there's only one man that should be able to do that to him though I want big TK to pull that shit off (laughs) (laughs) Tony Khan was talking shit he got so much shit for this but he tweeted about I am now the longest serving CEO in in wrestling That's amazing. I don't know if you watched the scrum for Ring of Honor. He was asked about that as well. I was like, like I was trying to promote uh, Rampage and I was having a bit of fun. People, uh, go, people fuck like, sick. Come on. People flip it out. Hey? Do you but think, people do. They love to flip out. Do you think this could potentially lead to opening the most forbidden of doors? Mm, it certainly could. What if Forbidden Door 2 was three promotions? Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell, throw Ring of Honor and Impact in there. You can have a, a weekend of Forbidden Door. Mm. Man, that would be great if he, he did like... Yeah, that'd be a fuck. Uh, like once a year, big fucking cross promotion. <laughs> be like bringing back the NWA. Well, I know the NWA exists, but like, you know, as an actual mm. thing that is all the promotions joined together yep. type thing. But, uh, Unbelievable. 
Crazy times. I never thought I'd see this day. <laughs> I no. thought he would be like, he would I'd, die. I'd love us all. Sitting at Gorilla. <laughs> That's what I thought <laughs> was going to happen. Um, it's good for the uh, commentating teams in WWE as well. I don't know yeah, if you ever, apparently he is in their ear. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard Michael Cole uh, without Vince. He's actually good. So, <laughs> like, so what people, I've, I can't say I've actually ever heard it, but I've heard people say this, that without Vince in his ear, Cole's actually really good. Yeah, he's uh, he can he can and can actually do his job. It's just that he usually has to do it with an old man shouting at him constantly. <laughs> Aye, how about we talk about uh, some games we've been playing? Mm. Do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? This? Oh, well, I, go I was going to say I'll go first. For I'll the, go first for the one. first time ever. <laughs> it's not go the ahead. first time ever because you did this before. I did a damn. I thought I was being original. <laughs> See, my memory's going. I'm getting old. But yeah, go ahead. Right, so Stray came out, and if you're unfamiliar with what Stray is, it's the game where you're a cat, and there's you are uh, a cat, and uh, you're in a city that is like a post-apocalyptic city. There's no humans, uh, and it's all populated by robots. Um, it's such a unique wee game. I <laughs> it's a struggle to find describe, uh, to describe well, or to compare it to something. Um, I can mm. describe. Well, it starts out like. As I say, it's a post-apocalyptic world. You start out with you, you're there with your your wee cat friends, and you're all just doing cat stuff, like everything. You're you're outside, and it's tutorialized, and you're just jumping across this beam. Um, then you try to make a jump, but you fall and get separated, uh, and you fall down this big hole, and you find yourself in this city that's enclosed inside a big wall and a domed roof and the sky or anything. And there's a whole story around uh, why that city exists and that. Um, and it's, uh, it's populated completely by um, robots, which were created by humans to be, they're called companions, so they're you know supposed to do cleaning up and just be assistance to humans. But after yeah. all the humans died, uh, they sort of... Uh, have this reverence for humans and, and they started you know behaving like humans and stuff and you, you see things in the world where they're like that they, they do point that's things that are completely pointless for them to do but they just do them because the humans used to do it um but uh, the the whole thing is uh, there's robots in there that are trying to get out of this city because it's all closed in the outside world but no one's allowed to go into the outside world uh and of course, you're the cat, and you're trying to get out of here. Um, and you find this little uh, drone AI. You you rescue this this uh, AI that um, goes into this this little drone that flies around, and also you're like wearing this wee vest thing where it lives. It helps you with things that a cat can't do. Uh, it's um, it's been a light puzzling, light platforming, um, bit of exploration. Uh, you got a little bit of stealth in there, a little bit of combat. Um, a bit no, of combat? No, yeah, yeah. There's there's these, um, so there's, uh, back when the humans were alive, they developed this bacteria that would break down rubbish and stuff. It has mutated into these weird head crab looking things. Uh, mm. You know, like head crabs from uh, yeah. Half-Life. And so there, there's segments where you have to run through areas where they're all trying to attack you and then you get a uv light at one point um for a wee section where you can fight back against them like to explode them um very satisfying i just love the the amount of like the wee cat 
things you can do and some of the trophies in it are really cool because like i got a trophy there's two robots sitting playing mahjong at a table and i jumped up and knocked the tiles all over the fucking place because i'm a cat <laughs> <laughs> and i got a trophy for that <laughs> for being a pain in the arse <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you, you're literally just uh going around being a cat there's a point where it's like a robot sleeping on a sofa and you just jump up and it's like, I'm sleeping on you now and you can't move. <laughs> There's actually a trophy uh, for, I didn't get this because I'm not a crazy person, but yeah, f- sleeping for an hour, an actual an hour. hour. Yeah, because there's some places where you can just sleep and the cat purrs and all. And, um, yeah, it's a really relaxing game. If you if you, if you you like cats, uh, you love this game. <laughs> Uh, and if you like uh, cyberpunky, post-apocalyptic, exploring abandoned places, you'll like this game as well. It, it's very, very. If you have the PlayStation Plus extra tier, it's a no-brainer in there. It, it's it's pretty short as well. Um, so obviously, you're you're playing as this cat in this city and stuff. How's how's the movement and all in it? I mean, are you, oh, there's no it, problems. It's so good. Um, the animation is fantastic. I want to see footage of them motion capturing a cat because that is what they've definitely what they've done here just that this cat is so well animated all the the way it's like like moves and um and behaves it's it's so fluid and the the platform in that works in a way of like you can't jump at will because uh-huh. yeah that because the animation's so smooth and realistic looking as a cat like you just being able to suddenly you know bunny hop around the place would look fucking stupid but when you get to a, a part where there's something you have to jump to you'll have a jump prompt so it works it's kind of like assassin's creed so you can hold down the x button and run and the cat will auto jump uh if if there's ah. something to jump to which keeps the animation nice and fluid and actually looks like how a cat would run and jump and stuff like that uh which is nice. which is really good um yeah i, I don't want to spoil too much about it because um yeah it, it really is worth it you should give it a, a try like it's it's not too long and it's got some i will really... um i do intend to pick up the i don't have the extra at the moment you see oh but yeah yeah it, it will be one of the first games I try when I do get... Because I'm going to pick up the extra at some stage because there's a few I want to try, so Stray definitely sounds like one I'll give a go. It's got some, like, really nice horror parts as well. And have you seen any of the videos of real-life cats watching this? Completely no. engrossed by They're everywhere that look up, but, like, uh, apparently, like, real cats love this game as well. They'll just sit and Jesus. stare at it and, <laughs> you know... Oh, that's an aura you can do as well. There's uh, a button to meow, and you can do that <laughs> all the time. Cutscenes, meow like a crazy... Uh, <laughs> definitely recommended. Uh, it's a nice, like, couple of sessions, get through it. Um, I like having games I got now and again. That's mm, something you can just sit down and enjoy without having to worry about, you know, getting through it all, or... Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. Yeah, something that's just like, here's... I can see an end to this, and it respects mm. your time. Uh, another game that I played, the movie doesn't respect your time. I finally, I finally tried Deathstroke because that's that's on the extra tier as well. That's five version. Uh, so the thing with Deathstroke, that it is just it, it's a Kojima game, and I like Kojima games. I like that nonsense, just batshit stuff he does. It's it's good, and I like that part of this as well. I don't mind doing the. Um, 
you know what the, the what is the core game is like deliver this thing to here that's actually pretty mm-hmm. relaxing and fun and the the environment looks really nice it's properly breathtaking the the way it looks and uh, that's all good i could do, i could sit and do that like uh i have to plan this route and get over like we're, we're using ladders and ropes to and building bridges and stuff to go like that was fine i didn't mind that and i thought that's going to be boring and i was like no that's actually pretty engaging that part it's the part where you come across enemies i just can't i i just don't have the patience for the bts combat it's i didn't even get to combat i didn't get to the point of getting weapons um so the bts in this enemy that me i saw so they're all invisible um Mm. and when you come into contact with them you've got your we you know you got the b the b the the thing with that that's supposed to be like it's able to sense the b um and you've got like this thing that comes out of your gear and sort of points and changes color and flaps based on how close you are and it's you have to try and sneak through them while not being able to see them using this thing as a guide and if you get too close there's a whole whole holding your breath mechanic and I was just, I was just finding, I was like, no matter what I do, they're in every direction and it's just like slow and tedious. And then they, if they get a hold of you, it's a whole like bash square. And it's, yeah, I just didn't, I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want, like, I'm fine with stealth. Like I love the Metal Gear games, uh, but mm. it's that stealth in that the enemies I'm hiding, I can do something about them. Yeah. and i can see them but but in this it's like there's nothing i can do here and um yeah that i don't like that sort of uh, so the stealth is like a one of those things where it's been sort of shoehorned in rather than actually i wouldn't say shoe oh yeah it's it's definitely like not very well designed then well, i don't not like well it. designed I, I just i just it's not as well designed i think it's exactly what it was intended to be but to me it's not fun to do if i if the game's frustrating that that, that does take it away from me and i'm not the biggest fan see i think if you're making something with stealth in it it has to be a stealth based game so the likes of your metal gears your hitmans your uh you know even your splinter cells because when your game evolves around stealth your stealth's going to be good what i think is awful and so many games do this is when they put in stealth sections into games that aren't really designed with stealth in mind <clears throat> i think that's when games fall down yeah, but I wouldn't even class this. Like, this is a Kojima game. There's mm. he's been doing stealth like near every game with a, a couple of exceptions, um, like police knots and that. But like mm. most of his games, uh, center around stealth, sneaking missions. But for some reason, they do a point where I want to play this anymore. Fucking hell! Um, and that's I've started playing Torment Tides of Numenera. Uh, but I've only st- I have been to play that for ages. It's on Game Pass. Let's do this. So it's like a classic um, RPG, old school stuff. But the the ah. difference in that is the way you can approach everything. Um, like it's it's not just you know you're not just building your character to be good at combat. Uh, it gives you so many options the way you can tackle situations. And it's got this really cool sort of you have these what what are called effort pools, uh, strength, speed, and intelligence. And you'll have a certain amount of points in it. Then you can go and do an action, and that could be talking to someone to persuade them of something, you know, interacting with a machine to do something, or you know, mm. even and it counts as getting in a fight with someone, and you're going to hit them. Um, 
and depending on what you're doing, you'll have a percentage to succeed, and then you can spend the the points in this pool to increase your chances to exceed. Um, no, nothing else like it uh, that I can mm. think of. Uh, it's just cool, and the the place where it's based. So it's um, I can't remember the name of the game. Uh, da, da, da. It's a spiritual uh, a spiritual sequel to. A very famous RPG, which I believe is based in the Pathfinder tabletop RPG. I think it's Pathfinder, and it's this area called the Nexus, where it's just we. It's like the convergence of all like infinite realities, and this is sitting in the middle of all of this. So it's got all this weird shit crossing over. It's just such a like weird looking game. Um, that I really uh, sort of sounds deep. I probably yeah. I probably won't <laughs> keep it that for a while, don't I? Um, mm. Like, the game starts, uh, and, like, you know, you used to go, uh, you're just a simple farm boy on whatever and whatever your stats are. This one's like, you're falling to earth <laughs> <laughs> in a cocoon. Oh, the cocoon's gone. You're just free falling through the sky, and you're going to hit the ground. What do you do? <laughs> and the, the, uh, my very first try, I was like, all right, let's go faster. I did that twice, and then hit the ground <laughs> and died. Fuck. That's going to be fun. What about you then? Played anything um, interesting? I, I went on a bit of a asymmetric binge. So obviously I used to enjoy a bit of Dead by Daylight. Um, we obviously played a wee bit of Predator together and a wee bit of, well, I say a wee bit, we've been enjoying the Evil Dead. So I thought, right, mm-hmm. I'm going to look into these and see what else is in the, in the market. So there is a free-to-play, well, there's two free-to-play ones and I've tried them both this week. And... Um, I'll talk about the really bad one first, which was called Identity V. And Identity V is like someone described Dead by Daylight down the phone to someone, but the other person wasn't really paying attention. Um, it's like a lazy, lazy man's Dead by Daylight. And uh, the worst about it is I'm pretty damn sure after playing it for like 10 minutes, it's some shitty ass fucking mobile phone game that's just <laughs> been fired onto computers. Because it does not play well at all. The control scheme is the worst fucking control scheme I've ever seen for a game, ever. You're like having to click your mouse and drag it to spin the camera, and you're clicking on the on the screen to do things instead of actually you know pressing a button to do something, which again tells me this is a mobile phone conversion. So uh, I literally played about two ga- two games of it just to give it a go. But the worst thing is it actually has some cool ideas in that game. And the fact that there's like there's a you know multiple survivors and multiple they call them hunters and it's I'm guessing it's very designed for kids as well because you know you're not throwing boys on the hooks and them screaming in pain you're tying them to a chair which has a rocket on it and it shoots the rocket to the moon <laughs> if they don't get off the chair in time you know so it's a bit sort of I mean, that's a friendlier as well shitty way to die <laughs> uh, but you know at least you're not you know. You know, you don't have Michael Myers throwing you onto a hook and you screaming in <sighs> agony and all that there. I might just take sort of... hook, given the option. <laughs> Shot in the space. The You're going to suffocate a horrible, horrible way. But, um, yeah, they're all, you know, uh, there's all original hunters. There's no, you know, licensed people or anything like that, you know. Um, but I played a couple of games. Uh, it, like, like I said, you're literally fixing generators and things like that so they literally did literally copied the whole dead by daylight thing yeah. you know fixing generators escape out the escape door 
Um, and that's how you, you, know, oh, you win or you, you lose. This is fucking minimal effort. Yeah, very, very. And like I say, that even the graphics on it were like someone decided, hey, that Fortnite looks like a cool thing. Let, let's do those style oh, of graphics. That's exactly what We'll give everyone is. really big heads. That's exactly. So, that is just fucking yeah. piss poor. <laughs> so so that, that's the bad one. That's the bad one. Um, oh, like you played a good I, one? I, 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 I wouldn't say good. I'd say a better a better one that has but it has a lot of it could be could be big in the in the future um it was called vhs which stands for video horror society but um this one again four players uh one monster um but instead of just fixing something and escaping this one you have to literally kill the monster and to do this you have four different types of weapons so there'll be like energy fire uh, holy and uh, electricity or something and you have to craft each one of each weapon and actually hit the monster with um, now the crafting is very much like the uh, the generator so you're stuck at a place you know there's a wee skill bar and you know if you mess up the skill bar the monster can attack you and things like that um, but once once you get your weapon built you're no longer on the the hiding side you're on the hunting side because you now have something that can hurt this bloody thing um once you hit him with one style of weapon that's it it's only there's nothing he can do to, you know to revert that he has to try and basically take you all down before he gets hit with the other three type of weapons um so it's very much sort of hide and seek at the start but once you're all armed then it's like right let's go get this son of a bitch so it, i like the idea that it flips us on its head a wee bit there instead of just like fixing generators and escaping it's like right we have to build this but now I'm the hunter. So it's kind of cool that it flips the script there. The only downside I can see is there's so much on the monster side that's insane. Um, like, like, there's no cooldown to when he hits you. Like, he can hit you and he is just on your ass again chasing you and you're like, holy shit, how do I, how do I get away from this guy? Um, so it, it's... Once you're once you're caught, it's or once you're even seen, it's kind of hard to get away, um, especially because he can move like again in Dead by Daylight. They have it that the monster moves a little bit quicker than you, so he will eventually catch up to you. In this, the speed of the monster is insane. Like he can, the moment he sees you, he can be on you instantly. And once he hits you, he lets out this roar, and anyone in the vicinity gets stun locked as well. So even oh, if you're trying no. to fix. Aye. So if you're working away and a guy in the next room gets hit, that's it. You can't finish building anything. You have to wait for your stun lock to go down. Uh, that, so that sounds awful. Yeah, so you're you're all wanting to build your weapon, but you're also kind of like wanting to build them away from each other. Because, like I say, if somebody's getting attacked, you're like, ah, shit, I'm going to get knocked out of my building here. So I, I, I say that there is a bit of a... I can see why he has it, because literally as soon as... You know, one of them has a weapon. He's gonna be like, "Ah, oh, shit! I'm on the defense now." Um, but again, the thing I like about it is every every character, both survivor and monster, is very individual. Because you play Dead by Daylight yourself, and a lot of games have been doing this now, where instead of because let's be brutally honest about this, the survivors in Dead by Daylight are literally all just skins because you can literally have yep. the exact same build on every single survivor. Whereas most other games since then have been sort of trying to make every survivor individual. And this does a very good job of this as well. So you have your healer type uh, survivors. You have your um, your guys that are very good at crafting and wielding the weapons. You have your guys that are very good at stealth and not being able to be seen. 
Um, so there is a couple of cool things to it. I, do, I really do like the way of it sort of flips the game on its head when you are the survivor. You then become the hunter, and it's the fucking monster trying to... If all of you kill, if all of you attack the monster, uh, it has one last chance to try and win by... It's like a rift thing that opens up, and it has to close the rift. But mm. all you have to do is get to the rift, and that's it. He loses. If one of you touches the rift, that's it. He's out. And if all four of you are still standing... Well, he's not going to want to go attacking all four of you because you're all standing with fucking guns and shit or your crosses or whatever you've got. So uh, it, it is one of those ones where if you were insanely good at it, you might be able to win a match yourself, but chances are very, very slim. Very, very slim. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that's very cool about it is even in Evil Dead, which we're big fans of, when you're dead on that, you're literally dead and you're either waiting to be resurrected and that's pretty much it. What happens in this, when you go down, you release this little ghost, and you can fly around the map as the ghost. Yeah. And what you can do is you can collect this aura stuff, and if you collect enough of it, you can get back on your feet yourself. So it sort of keeps you... Because you know yourself, some people go down, and they disconnect straight away, because, oh, fuck this, nobody's coming to get me, or you know, I, I went down, and that's me done. This sort mm -hmm. of gives you something to still do when you're down, which I thought was a good idea as well. Um, even when you're dead, dead. You come back as the ghost, and if it's very, I've never done it yet, but apparently in the map, you will find the Book of the Dead, and if you find the Book of the Dead, you will literally resurrect yourself. Wait, so it, the Necronomicon is in this the game? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, oh. This, this, is a, this is a big homage to the uh, to horror movies. They don't call it the Necronomicon. They literally call it the Book of the Dead. So that's how they get away with it. It's Necronomicon, not just like uh, Latin for yeah, that, Book of the yeah. Dead, though. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I haven't seen the book myself. I've no idea what it looks like. I haven't managed to find it. Um, but the, the only other thing I can say, though, there's, it's a free-to-play game, which is a nice way to bring you in. But there is so many currencies. And leveling up, it's not a bad game to play, which isn't a bad thing. But you can tell people who have a really highly ranked monster because the moment the game starts, they are on you, and you're like, holy shit, how are you doing that? And then you can you can see through the skill trees, and some of them can do this thing where the first 10 seconds they can see the auras of the survivors and stuff. So, And then if you want to rank up, you either give them a bit of money, or you play a lot of that game. Uh, a wee bit, I. That's my only downside. Um, I don't know if there's... Now, obviously, I'm playing this on my computer. Uh, my wee computer can just about handle it. It is definitely... This is the one that's pushing my computer to its limit. Um, I've noticed whenever I maybe get hit for the second time, my frame rate will drop quite a bit. But once once the monster lets out its big roar effect, then I'm okay. Um, but I don't know that they are talking about a console release. But my worry is that if you release this on console, like maybe a year, six months after that's been on the PC, you're going to have all these people really highly leveled up. And all these people on console are either going to have to turn the crossplay off to get leveled up, or just go ah fuck this. I'm I'm not slogging through all these fucking you know matches where I'm dying instantly. And I mean yeah. you can go down inside thirty seconds if someone's good enough. Um, but your monster designs are you've basically got the werewolf, the creature from the black lagoon, and I'm guessing the the newest one's based off the puppet master. He's like this big creepy looking doll maker, and he shoots these wee sort of toys that have scissors at these so it's almost like a cross between chucky and puppet master um your teens are your standard sort of 
80s nostalgia movie teens that were in horror movies. Um, you know, very sort of Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger-esque type teenagers. Um, but yeah, I mean, someone's taken the formula, tr- you know, tried to flip it on its head a bit, but that's that's the isometric games. Of it. I mean, they're both free to play. I would not recommend Identity V. I mean, don't even waste your time downloading it. It's, it is the worst fucking ripoff I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> it's if, if they had it at least implemented that you could play it properly without having to like treat your computer like a mobile phone you know maybe it would have been a bit better but uh no it is literally just someone described dead by daylight on the phone vhs you know there could be there could be something there um but yeah i decided to take a wee isometric binge and that's what i've been on i mean i i did the two i'll pro- I probably will keep playing a wee bit more vhs you know it's kind of handy just to fire it up and have a wee game the only thing is their queue times are a bit mad i don't know what that's about because you don't choose you, you don't you don't choose what you want to be. You just hit play and it'll pick for you, which is kind of a cool idea because it means, it means, you know, another way you'll have people, oh, I just want to play Survivor. You know, you, you don't get that choice. You literally, right, once five people are ready, boom, you're in a game and the game picks who's who. Um, did you ever play Evolve? I did play Evolve. To me, that was, I, I wrote a piece on this once, but I believe Evolve was the, the big birth of the isometric games. There was an Alien versus Predator 10. Ah, yeah, yeah, that was the 360 one. But was yeah, that the... isometric? Asymmetric? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the Predators had the least... Yeah, it did the Predator... Ah, because if you the, you actually had the the, pred, the Alien versus Predator versus Human multiplayer, but you were only allowed... I think there was like six humans were on a team, ten aliens were on a team, and I think it was only something like four Predators, because obviously they were fucking advanced yeah, up to the hell. I suppose it's not... There's not um, that Ghostbusters game coming out this year. It's like that... That's from the makers of the Predator one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I that. might give it. I might give it a look. See what happens. Um, and obviously, you've got that Texas Chainsaw coming. Texas, you can play. Resident they actually Wars. showed some. They actually showed some gameplay footage of that. You know, it actually looks pretty good. I um, we'll see. Uh, I mean, that, the that's, idea that's I'm that's liking about this. Yeah, it is the Friday the Thirteenth again. <laughs> I enjoyed Friday the 13th for what it was. It was just a cry and shame because they had all these amazing ideas to put into the game and then they weren't allowed to do it because obviously the whole lawsuit, that was what sadly killed that game. True, uh, yes. Because they had, they literally had, the, they were showing you all the concept art because they were allowed to show the concept art, but they had Jason X, they had the space map, they had the rights to put Freddy Krueger into it um, and they were going to put in Elm Street and all as a map. They had all these ideas. Jason's mother was going to be put in as a killer and stuff as well, but um, no, they never got to do it. But I like the idea of this this uh, Texas Chainsaw because you have three family members and I think it's six survivors trying to get away. And literally, that there's no there's no like uh, do these objectives. It's literally get the fuck out of the house or get off the farm before you get seen. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, the three family members are all running around trying to find you. So. Yeah, that could be a bit of fun as well. But yeah, I, I don't know why. I really do enjoy the, the isometrics. Or the, I keep calling that isometric. Asymmetric. Asymmetric. Yeah, isometrics are very different. Thing. Yeah, that's more like Diablo and shit. Um, but yeah, the, I still think the top of the pile for me, though, just probably because I'm a super fan of the series, like, but uh, I think the Evil Dead's still the, the top of the pile for me. But uh, I, did, I didn't mind the VHS. So I think so. I'll probably still give it a, a couple more goes, but I will not go anywhere near... Uh, Identity vague, no chance. Uh-uh. About right. Um, <laughs> so the news this week, there, there, there is none. There's tiny bits. Right. So John John Romero has announced that he's making a game with a major publisher. Mm. 
Who do you think this major publisher is? I'm... Imagine it was Ed. Oh, <laughs> That'd be fucking brilliant, though. <laughs> I'm home, baby. It couldn't be. Could it? Yeah, well, I suppose it could, it's, it's as much chance of being Ed than it is anyone else. Um... I reckon if John Romero was to do a game at Ed, he would do a new Doom, but not like like a Doom Eternal. I think he would do a new Doom, but using the classic but Doom he... engine. But he does that. I know he still does that, but imagine he literally went, right, let's do... So technically, you would have called Wolfenstein their 8-bit game. Doom would have been their 16-bit game. Imagine <laughs> he did a 32-bit version of Doom. <laughs> but there's a 64-bit version of Doom. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's Doom 6. <laughs> Although, was that them? Did they do that? Or I, did... don't, I, I, don't, I don't... I think that think was... So. Um... Oh, that was what he called them. That was Nerve Software, I believe. That was the Tony Hawk boys did that. The... Uh... I don't know. You, you'd rather see him something. Yeah, um, true. What was the one he tried to make and it went down because of the <sighs> poor advert? Uh, Daikatana. 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 Yeah. So John Romero's <laughs> going to make you his bitch and um, this game is... It, this game was awful. Hey, if you paid money for it, he kind of did make you his bitch. Uh, do you <laughs> know what the crazy thing is, too? Do you know Do you know the, the studio that made that? Yeah. It was Ion yeah. Storm. Was it? Yeah. Huh. And, and obviously, you know what they went on to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. I mean, yeah, they, they literally. So, Warren Spector. Yep. That's mad that did the same studio could release. If he did, he kept it under his hat. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't blame him. I uh, fuck. Um, yeah, the, this is. Uh, it's a weird thing to announce. Like, yeah, I'm making a game. And you're like, right. So it literally says, um, I can't tell you anything else because it's far too early. So say, why would you even tell us any fool? Um <laughs> no, what the last thing he worked on officially not like Doom Sigil. He just put yeah, that yeah. the last like proper production game is that Empire of Sin. Oh Romero worked on that? Yeah, I think it's his wife's game. Ah, right. right, right. Um I've always thought about just driving down to his house to say hello. <laughs> I know, I know. Where is he, Cork? Is it... He's just down in Cork. Imagine they're just driving up going, hey, John, what's the crack? I'm a fan. He'd probably be like, ah, shit, here we go again. Not again. Fuck off. <laughs> so apparently he's, all, he's also working on new maps for Quake. Oh, yeah, he said that. Aye, because because he'd done the whole Doom thing, he's all, I want to do something for Quake as well to see if I can still do it. So the orig- we're talking original Quake, like, so yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah. That's not, like, uh... I haven't played the Sigil maps. All reports, he does still have it. Um, yeah, uh, that's what I've been here. So that's an official add-on, isn't it? Because technically, no, it's not. I've, no, it's unofficial. Uh, it had nothing uh, to do with it. It's official. Oh, no, no, no. no but fucking... I mean, do you know the way um, Bethesda do that thing now with them, where you can go in and they actually have an add-on menu where they have sort of selected the best add-ons to be officially. You know, recognized by them, shall we say? Right. I'm pretty sure they recognized wow. his stuff. It's fucking John Romero that you would need Aye. to. Like, if you're gonna like highlight fan created wads, it's like, and then John Romero makes one. It's like I better be on your thing. <laughs> but it, it's technically unofficial. It wasn't officially made by Id, so no. Uh, the, the the Quake stuff. Would, uh, the, uh, this is a thing about the potential to be overhyped, but uh, I hope, of course, you hope. It's I good. like I like the idea of all these sort of 
old veterans coming out and giving it one last hurrah. I mean, you've got the Time Splitters guys getting back together for a new one. Now we've got John Romero going, fuck it, I'll give it another go. I mean, is there anyone else out there you'd sort of go, I'd love to? Oh, well, no, you've got Ron Gilbert as well. That's right. He's coming back. Um, yeah, but. Although he might regret he that. Wishes he hadn't. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Poor fucking yeah, guy. Don't be trying that shit with John Romero. <laughs> He'd tell you to fuck right off. <laughs> and show up at your house. <laughs> Wait, chainsaw? <laughs> oh, fuck. What'd you say um, about the art style? <laughs> Where's he originally from? John Romero? He's, uh, aye. He's a yank, isn't he? Oh, aye, aye. But now he just decided to move to Cork. Uh, guess the wife's from Cork, isn't it? I have no idea. I think she is. Uh, but yeah, cool. Good for you, John Romero. It's good to see. Hi, John Romero. We uh, we have j- just in time for NFTs being. Oh, we were so close <laughs> to getting rid of them for good. Well, Square Enix are are following through on their bullshit um, to provide 25th anniversary Final Fantasy VII <sighs> NFTs, but they're not selling them. You you buy a action figure and mm. you get an NFT with it and it's like 30 pound more for the nft version or 30 dollars more for the nft version so like the uh, it's a cloud uh poseable action figure it figma style one square enix uh 130 dollars for the normal one and then 160 for the one fucking nft and then it's like exchange tickets to redeem a digital certificate of authenticity and a digital version of the figure which can be enjoyed on pc or smartphone while you have the fucking real the thing sitting thing. on your shelf. Uh, it's it's real. But what I don't understand, right? So they're saying, obviously, I, we're not selling these. But it's still using that fucking blockchain well, and all that uh, there shit. They technically are selling them because it costs well, I, more. Uh, this uh, yeah, it's, but obviously, it's they're, they're trying to get all around it by saying that shit. They didn't pull a Konami and go like, let's have an auction for JPEGs. Wait. Mm. Um, really stupid and pointless. Is, is what it's saying. You might think like an action for pointless and all, but it's like... At least it's a physical thing. It's a thing. It looks nice. You put it on your shelf. It's like, you don't want to have to, like, just have that thing in your shelf. You just glance over and you're like, there it is. It's like, there's yep. uh, on my desk with my guts figma. He's there with his... It's like, I wouldn't want to mm. have to go on my phone and open an app and be like, oh, now I'm going to just stare at this fucking 3D model for for a minute. <laughs> like, oh, I have a hassle awful. of doing all that. <laughs> Who the fuck's doing that? And you know the only thing that'll happen is the only reason people will want these is because they think they can sell them off mm. at a higher price. That's the only reason why you would want them. Like, a- NFTs are just, like, the idea of collecting something, like, for example, you know, you collect action figures. It's it's that, but it's taking out, like, someone who might, like me, who collects things because I think they look nice and just want to have them there on my shelf. Uh, it's taking that mm. and just leaving you with the pure, I'm going to buy these collectible things so I can sell them for more money. Um, yeah. But it, it, in the process of doing that, it removes any kind of actual real value at all because if you're just getting it to sell again, then you don't actually believe like, it has any value personally to yourself. And I think that's part mm. of the value is like how much things mean to the person collecting. Well, yeah, I mean, the reason you buy a statue, as you just said, though, you've got your gut statue beside you there because you're a fan of that franchise, you're a fan of that character and things like that. And mm. 
Like, I have a shelf full of shit up in my office of Evil Dead and Deus Ex and Doom and all the shit I like. The only, the only one I'm not a big fan of, but I just thought it looked badass, was the fucking Marcus Phoenix thing. But again, I bought it because it looked cool, not because I thought, oh, I can make money off this in the future. I seen it and went, that looks class. Not a big fan, but it looks class. <clears throat> I don't know if a person exists out there that wants an NFT to have an NFT. No. To to enjoy and it, like I don't know how you enjoy it. You, you literally can't put it. You'd have to set up some sort of like just have a laptop with it on mm. constantly or like a, a tablet or something and set that in your shelf and there's the NFT. Just and a slideshow like, of pictures. Here's the question: Can you pose the fucking NFT? <laughs> no. Uh, if you can't, then it's like inferior in every fucking way. Yep. But, aye, that's a really good point. If you can't pose the NFT, then what the fuck's the point on it? Uh, as well as that, like, uh, uh, what do you call him? Timothy McSweeney. Is it Tim Sweeney. Tim Sweeney. Timothy Sweeney. Who's, uh, right, so he's in charge of Epic. Talking shit about it. Not that they're doing NFTs, but he's like, developers should be free to decide how to build their games and are free to decide uh, how yeah. to play. And it's like, I but you're, you're a storefront owner and it's on you to protect your customers, you fucking tit. Mm. That, uh, that's <laughs> my feeling. That. Yep. That, that, I like yeah. the fact that, what do you call him? I'm not a I don't I'm not the biggest Gabe Newell <laughs> fan Newell. or whatever, but uh, but Gabe just came out with that. No, fuck that shit. No, <laughs> it's his actual words or something like it's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he he said that, like blockchains as a technology are great and all, but then the way this is being utilized is really sketchy. And yeah, what is the actual purpose? Of blockchains, so. it's decentralized, so you can have you know a network without like a, a single point in the middle. Yeah, the, it's right. it's not perfect though because because you don't have a single point of truth on your server, which you know which would usually be your central server. It's all these different ledgers. Like if if two of them disagree, it's like wait, well, which one which one do we say is right then? And that's where it gets really sketchy. Then I mean, not mm. as it's not a, not as infallible as you would. Um, if you if you want to find like find out about what blockchain is and all that, there's a really good YouTube video uh, by Channel Folding Ideas called "The Line Goes Up." Um, it's about NFTs, uh, and it just explains the technology and why it's fucked up so well. Um, mm. I would recommend a watch if you want to educate yourself on NFTs. Um, mm. It's like a full-on documentary. So. Let's give it a watch when I'm when I'm free. Sounds like a pretty informative thing because, like I said, I've always wondered what the actual point of the technology was. But there we go. Um, you learn something new every day, even listening to this podcast. It's a brilliant <laughs> thought. There's been Last of Us leaks, and I don't understand. <laughs> and Naughty Dog are annoyed about these leaks. It's like, it's hang like, on. Oh, I played this game. What, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what is there to leak? Screenshots. Who cares? That's, that's literally what they're annoyed about. Say, all oh, right, your game looks slightly better than the original. Uh, are you annoyed because people are like, here, hold on, this is not worth. Uh, <laughs> is that why you're? Is that what you're getting worried about? Has to be. Why am I fucking? Am I giving you seventy quid for a game I've literally already played before? Twice, twice, twice. I, actually, game twice. I played on PS3 and PS4. I shall not be playing it on PS5 unless I pay play the version I already have, the mm. already remastered version. That's uh, kind of silly. Beyond silly. <laughs> You're leaking their game that you've already played. Come it's the on. fact that they're annoyed. They're all like, oh, we, we wish people would stop doing this. It's like, 
but everyone knows the game. Like, what do you think people are going to learn about your game that they didn't know before? Unless you can, as you say, people are looking at it going, wait a minute, <laughs> this, this, is, uh, this ain't worth 70 lids. <laughs> it's like people are going to see the truth that it is, in fact, just a, a cash grab and not <laughs> them, them trying to say, ah, oh, it's not a cash grab. It's like, in what way? What did, what did you, what are you adding to this? Um, oh God, connection failure. I've lost you. We'll give it a second to see if he comes. Now we're back. Technical difficulties. Yeah, that was odd. So that I'm was not. That was not our fault. Nope. I uh, see they they well, heard us well, talking about the blockchain. And I was, like, that's literally what I was gonna say. The fucking network went down. Fuck me, they heard us. They heard us shit talking the NFTs and shit in the roll. Not nah, can't be having this. <clears throat> Take them down. Uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up. Did you see that trailer for that? Tekken Netflix show. Oh Jesus, that looks awful. Uh, it's the animation so looks so bad. Yeah, I mean, you literally could have just recorded two people playing Tekken Seven, and that would be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be way better. Yeah, you know really... the, right. You see, if you go on and you look at the fucking comments, everyone's all, "Wow, this looks amazing!" at all, and I'm reading them going. What what trailer did you just watch? <laughs> this looks I, I reckon shit. I reckon that's Netflix making them comments themselves. <laughs> Has to be at this stage because that was shocking. It looks absolutely shocking. Uh, I have no hope for it at all. I so said, why do they do the CG the shitty CG animation, but it's trying to look two D animation and it's all choppy and stiff. Aye, and in a. In an adaption of a fighting game where you're going to have lots of fight scenes, why would you do that? Why would you make that decision? Because you don't want to spend any money on it. Exactly. You're hoping it's just the nostalgia will get people to tune in and watch it. But, you know, even as a Tekken fan, a big Tekken fan, I have no desire to uh, watch that. No, I couldn't not, tell you not what e- the story Not even on is. the high seas. No, no. Oh, I Once again, they're going to do the whole fucking Mishima, you know, Devil, bloodline, bollocks. I'd rather uh, much see the story of King saving his orphanage. That'd be way cooler. Yeah, I think that'd be a better story, though. What if they did, like, a, a, an anthology with a bunch of shorts that did that? Yeah, all kind different. of like your um, all different animation styles, like your yeah. your, uh, your your Star Wars anime thing. That'd be fucking cool. It would be better than this. Why didn't they do that? Oh, it'd be way better than this. I, 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 like, tell, tell me I think this. it's going to be absolute trash. Hmm? Yoshimitsu, is that the same guy yes. as Soul Calibur? Yoshimitsu, yes. and if it is, can we have his story? Because he's like eight hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been around a while. Like. <laughs> he's a demon. Fuck. <laughs> that, that, see, this is the thing, right? This whole devil bloodline and all the rest of it, and nobody thinks, "Hey, this boy's around nearly a thousand years. Maybe we should uh, ask him what the crack is." <laughs> <laughs> just all, no, ignore him. Ignore the crazy fucking octopus ninja. So, uh, also, that means Soul Age exists in the Tekken universe. Where's that at? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. Uh, I guess. I guess they successfully destroyed it. They must have. Like, per. Can you imagine in Tekken Eight if fucking Nightmare showed up as the M boss? <laughs> yes, that he's already. <laughs> I've had enough of all your shit over these last couple of years. Time for me to show you what a real bastard is should talk about wrestling then uh yeah. breaking breaking news i haven't mm. answered to your earlier question triple h is in charge of creative fuck yeah 
That's that's good news. It is definitely. But yeah, I guess we'll chat about Dynamite first. Then we'll get into the uh, Ring of Honor had a pay per view there at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week on AEW, it was everything was Shark. Yes. Week. I didn't like. <laughs> what, why? Why do we keep talking about celebrities and Shark? I know, I think, uh, stop putting celebrities that I don't know who they are. It's like, oh, here's this guy. He's going to knock out Tony Nese. Is that, who's that guy? Why did he knock yep. out Tony Nese? I don't know. Yep. Um, one time we started out with uh, Brody King versus Darby Allen. Uh, wouldn't call it a match. No, it was, it, was a match. it was a murder. <laughs> fucking throwing Darby Allen around the place. I have to admit, I, I was watching. No, I thought this was fan-fucking-tastic, but I, I was watching it, and typical Darby Allen match. Darby's getting his fucking ass handed to him mm-hmm. for nearly 10, 15 minutes straight. And I thought, right, Darby's going to come back, do a couple of moves. He'll do his weird pin and that'll be it. But no, Brody King was all, enough of this shit. <laughs> um, I'm going to murder you and dump you on your fucking head. What does he call that finisher? It's amazing looking. Gonzo bomb. Oh, Fuck. <laughs> it looks so gnarly. Oh, jeez. He like, picks him up for a Dominator, but then drops into a pile driver. It is fucking incredible. Um, and obviously, with someone all the size of Darby compared to Brody King, um, he, just, he just made it look so brutal. And yeah, that was it. One, two, three. You know, no Darby it's comeback, just... no, hope, <laughs> no hope spot, no nothing. Just Darby getting annihilated. It was quite fun. I wouldn't, you know it. I comes old man time. Yep. <laughs> Yep, and, old man time comes out. Fucking takes out Brody. Takes out. What we just saw. We we just mm-hmm. saw a murder, and then Sting comes out and goes, Nap, Scorpion, death drop, you're done. Yeah. But then the huh? lights go out, and yeah. Malachi Black stares at Sting, and he's all, Fuck up, old man. <laughs> just spits into his face, and Brody King chokes his balls out, and it's like, <laughs> There you go. If anyone needs legitimate fucking proof that the House of Black are badasses, they've actually taken down the untake down bubble thing. And um, I can yeah. actually see this maybe being the thing that uh, starts to separate thing and Derby. I hope you're right. I hope House of Black just destroys Sting and he doesn't get any comeback because he shouldn't. Them yeah, take the House of Black, like uh, and. I wouldn't mind if Darby got his, you know, come up and yeah. like that. Absolutely, I, I'm surprised that Sting hasn't been used as a oh, we beat up your mentor, but it's always been the other way around. It's always saving mm-hmm. Darby. And then, and we then get... to add on top of this, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, the fucking, fucking horns. Miro. <laughs> Here comes Miro with his sunglasses. Mm, so what do you think? Is he? So so he had he... one of his one of his eyes were covered under that mm-hmm. gauze or the something. Patch. I think it was like a, a plaster or a patch or something. Is this going to be a Julia Hart situation or is it going to be a pack situation? Which one? You're going <sighs> to surprise. I tricked you. I don't think Miro, ne- I, Miro doesn't need a faction. Like Miro, Miro's a one man faction. Like so, but he's also not a face. So he's not going to join with Darby and Sting either. So uh, it's hard to it's say. Interesting. But uh, looking forward to finding out. Because if we mm. get a Miro Malachi black match out of it, that'd be fucking amazing. Yep. Uh, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta versus John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. And we got Orange Cassidy on commentary. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Says allegedly to everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this was. We had obviously William Regal and Orange Cassidy. And uh, it, it was. The match itself was. Fu- it was a really cool story that was told because obviously. 
Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy trained Wheeler Yuta, and Trent Beretta has always done the thing where he's never liked him. Mm. So Chuck had to sort of keep pulling Trent off Wheeler because Trent was beating the piss out of Wheeler, so he was. Yeah. And then obviously Wheeler got a bit sort of fired up, went to Chuck, and then Chuck started firing back at Wheeler, and then obviously the Mox was the, the difference maker, but really, really good match. But the way it ended, I thought, was excellent because he'd done that weird seatbelt uh, pin. seatbelt pin, no. And Cassidy's only words were, Chuck taught him that. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, ah, that's thro- cool. Throws, throws down the mm. It was like, yeah, all the silliness of Orange Cassidy, it was like, oh, you bastard. What an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> where's, com- where's all this Blackpool combat crap stuff when, obviously, he used the move we taught him to win? Yeah. Um, we have a celebration for Swerm Keith oh, yeah. winning tag team champion. Yeah, Kevin Gates. This is what I mentioned. Kevin I don't. Gates. I don't. I, he was inside. He didn't know where he was. He wasn't there after. Nope. He wasn't there to watch the match because he disappeared. He's like, "Oh, you're yep. out there." Um. Now there's a cake. I do. I've, I'm not a big fan of the sort of unless the celebrity themselves genuinely is a wrestling fan and they're there to enjoy the whole show. Yeah. No problems with that. But see the whole, I go down there, stand for the segment, and I come back again. That's obviously just, I, you're maybe well-known in what you do. Oh, we're going to do a segment with you. And it's like, but they're not a wrestling fan. or Why do you, uh, it's always annoyed me. It always has. Yeah. Don't know why. And it's, it's just, and I know we, we know, we know it's not real. But like, for suspending your disbelief, it's always like, it's like when Rosario Dawson jumped on Malachi Black's back. It's like, are you fucking mm. insane? In in this world of wrestling, you mm-hmm. are basically jumping on the back of a fucking Bengal tiger right there. Would you do that? Yep. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. It's like, who are you? You're Rosario Dawson. Chill your fucking boots. Um, and this is the same. So we get Mark Sterling and Tony Nese coming out. And then... Uh, the boy just fucking knocks Tony Nese down in one one punch. That guy's a rapper. Tony Nese is supposed to be uh, the premier athlete. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be like in combat sports. That's that's his thing. Um, mm. why why does he get taken out with one punch? Surely there's other ways you can hit Mark Sterling with a kick without making Tony Nese look like an arsehole. Surely, yeah. surely. Much care for this segment. Um, the only bit I enjoyed was the end with Keith Lee sort of looking over uh, someone. Just, he, he was sort of standing behind someone and he just done this weird face of like, what is going on here? <laughs> he was almost bemused, like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. A segment this was on there. This didn't. Um, Silver didn't Reynolds. build a rivalry up. No. What, what are we doing? Because normally when you do that, another tag team interrupts you and that starts your first rivalry. Yeah. But this was just like, let's get this boy on camera. Uh, Silver Reynolds backstage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Starting the butcher and the blades. (laughs) Well, well, Silver is a fan of butcher because obviously he's the meat man. And then... Blade was a bit upset that he didn't get a t-shirt with his name on it, so they bit the shite out of them. That's it. <laughs> Is it? But... Uh, that, that will set up one of our matches on Rampage with, uh... Why is it Silver and Hangman? Well, I know. Uh, apparently Reynolds was injured during the segment. <clears throat> uh, so var- Varsity Blondes versus Christian Cage. Which is... <laughs> it's another good day. The match didn't, uh, didn't matter at all. Nope. But what did matter, Jungle Boy's mm, back. Yep. As Jungle Boy comes down the ramp, Luchasaurus goes out to meet him. They square up. Luchasaurus stands aside. Jungle Boy chases. 
Christian through the arena. Do you know what was amazing? And you knew Christian had to be building this. Or see when see when Luchasaurus stepped aside. Kristen obviously shouting, you know, what are you doing? But he must have built up the biggest amount of spit I've ever seen in his mouth. Because when he started shouting, it was like a fucking tidal wave came out of his mouth. But it looked so fucking good because he was obviously so fucking enraged that Luchasaurus got out of the way. So obviously Luchasaurus moves out of the way. Jungle Boy, as you say, literally chases Christian Cage through the arena. It was fucking fantastic. The 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 eruption when Jungle Boy's music played. Now, that 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 guy is a fucking. Uh, he is. He's one of the top dogs there, man. And he's what 20, 22, 23? He's gonna be a big time player for years to come. I, I th- this this was good. Uh, this is exactly what I thought it was gonna be. It's like guy uh, Luchasaurus, uh, <laughs> Christian. Uh, it's like as soon as Jungle Boy comes back, he's just gonna go nope, and, and that's what happens. <laughs> I got a master's degree. <laughs> no one, no one outsmarts Luchasaurus. That should be a whole thing for his entire run. No one can outsmart him because he's got a master's degree. A wee bit torn because I, I, I did. I would have liked to have seen more of Monster Heel Luchasaurus. But uh, do you think mm. Christian gets himself another heater? Oh, I think more, that's what this is like leading man. to. Uh, this is going to be. There's Ooh. a lot of people leaning towards Morrissey. Morrissey is not signed. No, not yet anyway. Um, I know he's a free agent, though. He is a free agent, so they could even just use him for the purpose of maybe the storyline. I don't know, but in in there, who... Because obviously, you've got Lance Archer running around, but oh, he's, he's always hanging. He's at G1, isn't he? Oh, that's right. He's a, oh, that's right, because I've seen Will Osprey giving off about him. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck invited this guy over here? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Will Osprey. Big bastard. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that the way it goes on? Brilliant. Um, uh, aye. So he couldn't have Archer. Um, I'm trying to think. Who's big and free? Uh, I don't know. Can't think of anyone. Mm. Morrissey would be good. You're going to want someone who looks down on Luchasaurus. Because that's obviously meant to be the thing. They've got to be bigger than Luchasaurus. Yeah. Fucking uh, Paul White. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Don't even, don't even. Uh, but all right, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Here's here's the most exciting part about this episode. <laughs> so Ricky Starks has a match defending the FTW Championship against some. Who cares? He gets beat, <laughs> and then he's all like, "Ah, oh, so let's get another challenger out here." And fucking Danhausen answers the challenge <laughs> next week. Danhausen versus Ricky Starks for the FTW Champion. We're gonna have a new FTW Champion. I did, I did love the fact that he was all, let's do it right now. And then Danhausen comes out and Taz's reaction was all, oh, crap. <laughs> 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 um, but then he was all, no, no, when I meant right now, I didn't mean right now. You know, I got to work the kinks out in my neck and all. And he's all, tell you what, I love it when he says next week and the fans start booing. He just sort of turns around and goes, hey, don't worry. You can watch it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking good. Wonder what Taz but, is yeah, gonna say week. when like Ricky Starks is obviously mm. gonna win that, but what's Taz gonna say when uh Starks next opponent comes out and it's hook? Mm. That that's mm. that's obviously where this is this is leading to the refor well, I say the, the reformation. This is Hookhausen or are gonna run riot again. But if if I reckon they'll be a good I reckon they'll 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 give Dan Housen a good match here. This is gonna be his big showing on Dynamite. Um, because Starks and him actually know each other way back from the Indies and stuff, so they'll put on a genuinely good match. Oh, aye, it will be. Um, 
starts and Hobbs will start beating them down after the match. And Hook will come out, and I don't know if they'll be sort of like, oh, look, he's coming down to help us as well, and then the Hook turns on them, I don't know, but um, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But uh, I reckon you're, you've been, you've said this a long time ago, Hook takes that title, and then shit, they can't get it off him. Um, <laughs> Not even, even Wardlow said on a tweet once, I ain't stepping to that SOB. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it is. Uh, set up a match between Jay Lethal and mm. for, for Rampage in a second. Athena and Willow uh, versus Jade and Kira Hogan. Yeah, this was a decent it match. Was, uh, it was a grand match. What happened to... Is your woman Layla Gray injured then? I think so. Oh, Jesus. Coming uh, down with the injuries. That's why this, this was supposed to be a, a six-person, six-woman mm. tag match. Uh, uh, Jade. Willow, uh, she had a, she had she a good, good show on her show as well. Ah, uh, you were saying? That's your one... What? <laughs> your fucking mandated women's match for this week. At least they got a lot more time this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did get a decent bit of time, so... And the main event, the barbed wire everywhere deathmatch, this was decent Mm. up until a point where it got really fucking weird. (laughs) So, yeah, I found out afterwards that um, something happened. I don't know what spot it was, but something happened, and Jericho literally wrestled three quarters of this match with a broken nose. But even beyond that, it was a wee bit over. You know, I think too much mm, happening. Because mm-hmm. we, we uh, had a fucking, we had a heel turn in the middle of this. Um, mm-hmm. Anna Jay turned heel on, on Ruby Soho because Ruby had mm. the controls for the shark cage. JS were trapped in. Uh, they bring that down um, and then take Ty Conti can't get the door open, leading mm. the guys having to see through the gaps. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It's like, was it Daniel oh, no. Garcia? It was straight away, just out through the gap in the bars. It's like, yep. It's like, what was the point in this fucking cage? Garcia and uh, Angelo were through. I don't think Daddy Magic could fit. <laughs> He's too barrel chested. <laughs> and then Hager had to climb it through the gap on the top. <laughs> I the, like the, the look on Matt Menard's face uh, as well as them two squeeze through and he's like, nah. <laughs> what did I do? I'm not getting through there. I ain't fitting through here with my crazy bad guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, all that fucking goes off. Um, there's four on one and we get the Blackpool Combat Club Ortiz coming running down. Uh, <laughs> Ortiz gets Jericho real good with that mad ball. <laughs> Oh fuck! He just fucking wheels. No, it's probably not. It's probably like a, a sock inside the sock. But yeah, it just but... it looked real good. <laughs> and Jericho sold it, so uh, it it did get a bit. As you say, it was a bit maybe too chaotic at the end, especially because I think the match was only maybe five, for the amount of mayhem that happened. It was only a fifteen minute match. Mm. And then there, there was definitely a bit of a weirdness. Miscornication. <laughs> yeah, you had Sammy in there. Uh, Jericho, they looked like they were fighting each other for a second. Mm. I don't know, like, no one knew what to do. Um, and Jericho has his arm wrapped in barbed wire, because in a stretch plumb on it, a barbed wire Judas effect with fucks him in the ring by the barbed wire and set mm. on the edge of the, the, the ring, the punisher. Mm. Are they, are they done? Bit miffed. Are they done? Do you think they're done? <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, it's not exactly so. the most satisfying into that. Thing. No, it's not. But like, I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, if they're able to get out of a goddamn suspended shark cage, how do you do a match where there is no interference? Then here's the thought: Was blood and guts just not the perfect end to that? <laughs> could, could, I thought it was. Could that not a? Uh, 
Yeah, on to Rampage. Uh, we get the Adam Page, John Silver. Uh, this match was, I'm convinced, is to make Hangman, Hangman look absolutely unstoppable because he yep. carries the whole thing himself, beats the shit out of Blade Amber. Um, we get a nice uh, German suplex, uh, buckshot lorry combination to finish up. Mm. Um, Page versus Moxley, you all like, you think? Page and Moxley, if CM Punk's not fit. Um, Aye, uh, true. That'd be a good match, because them two never went at it yet, have they? Uh, nope. Yeah, that'd be a good match. Especially, because obviously the, the next big thing for Hangman is this, we, we obviously see this coming, the upcoming turmoil between the elite and all that there, and Hangman will be a big part of that, but you can't obviously start that shit until everybody's healthy. Yeah, so, we're waiting on Kerry yeah, and a, Adam Cole. Give him a fucking title match, why not? Be a great match. Yeah. Yeah, Dante Martin versus Lee Moriarty, uh, which was also... Or, sorry, we had uh, Claudio Castanelli coming out to talk up his title. What's over, John? Yep. Uh, Babyface promo type thing. Mm. I believe I'm the best because you guys support me. Uh, but it is. Um, yeah, this is Dante Martin versus... Uh, I was wondering why this match made. So we, we get mm. uh, get the type of match you expect out of these guys towards the Dante trying to roll up Moriarty, and Moriarty reverses it and rolls Dante up and then grabs the ropes for the victory. And Stokely Hathaway's on the ramp watching this happen. Um, we get uh, Matt Seidel on the, the mic saying, is that how you want to do it? And a cheat while you've... Um, and Stokely tries to hand the business to Lee Moriarty, but does not take it. Not yet. He's not buying yet. So uh, he'll run for Lee Moriarty. Good, good way. It's definitely easier to do. Aye. Every time, uh, you know yourself, it's easier to get someone sort of recognized as a heel quicker than a face. You got Britt Baker. Just... Aye. Yeah, Brett, so Britt Baker and taking on Ashley Dim Sky Blue. Uh, Rebel coming out with a sandbag. There's obviously a lot of taunting <laughs> towards Thunder Rosa in this match. <laughs> How excited are you for Britt Baker getting an overshot shot of the title? <sighs> <laughs> That's the right reaction. That's where it's going, though. That's where it's going, though, isn't it? It might not. It might not. She's... She's popping a Thunder Rosa and doing the whole Thunder Rosa signs and all. And it's just like, this is where this is going. I don't know if she'll take it off her, but it's clearly what we're heading towards again. What if Jamie Hader gets the shot? I would far rather have that. 100%. What if Jamie Hader got a shot and won and Britt Baker can be all jealous? I, I've always said, I think the money match is Britt versus Jamie. I think that's your money match. I do want to point out, actually, she's been wrestling. Like, um, Fuck. She didn't get much time here, but like that couple of minutes she got, she made the most of that. Hey? Mm-hmm. She didn't do it, like, but it's just the like there was no hesitation straight in the ring. Mm. The fucking stuff elbows, um, you know, trying to get the, the hot tag. It didn't well, last it was, very long. It was her and Hater were doing most of the, the in ring stuff together, and Hater's a good person to be in the ring with because oh, you know, they're good, Sky, similar size and Sky Blue. I, well, it was mostly Sky Blue. No, no, I mean, I mean, when your woman Dembois oh, was yeah, in yeah, the yeah. ring, she yes, was yes, in yes. with Hater. She was. And like, Hater's a good person to be in the ring with. I just think that Ashley Dice could potentially be something. Um, mm. She looks she great. Has it. She's a bodybuilder. She's got the look. Mm. Uh, what did you think of the rap battle? Max Casher and Austin Gunn? Yeah, it was what I expected. Did she almost feel bad for Austin Gunn at one point? <laughs> <laughs> the choking at the end? Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't have like a beat. Uh, to go with the rapping. This is always weird. Yeah, yeah. Some guy, little Scrappy. I don't know who that is. Yep, another person we've never heard of. Um, he was the judge, and then obviously the acclaimed one, and uh, 
Big Billy decides he's had enough of this and just cleans everyone out. <laughs> there you go. That's the only man who could stop Spike and Billy gone. <laughs> yeah, send Billy out. Who the fuck are those other guys? I don't know, but they it's got just... murdered. <laughs> there was a boy Billy threw out of the ring, and he literally, I think his spine bent the wrong way <laughs> when he landed. It just looked nasty as sin. He threw him out of the ring, and his spine hit the, the obviously the corner. <laughs> it just, I'm pretty sure I watched a man's spine break in half. Extras don't do it. Extras don't get treated with respect. <laughs> the guy got thrown, like, what you... thrown through into the cage. He just right. disappeared down the side of it. They're like, what do you call the wee, the wee guys in New Japan that go around the side of the oh, ring the, that Suzuki always murders? Young lions. Young the young boys. lions. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jay Lethal taking on Christopher Daniel for this is technically a ring. Of, uh, good match. Mm, uh, very good match. No surprise. Too, but it's really just a warm-up lethal for Ring of Honor. Nothing forward to something. Daniels has still got it though. Fuck me, he's brilliant. He does. He had a talent relationship. <laughs> but when you're as good as him, why not? Hey? But I like the fact that obviously when AEW first started, he was a bit more regular. But he is, what, he's what, 50... 52, 53. Mm. So he, he knows himself. I'll slow down a wee bit, but I'll still do the odd match to help get people put over and stuff. So that's it's one thing I've always knew, I've always sort of known about Daniels. He's no problem helping boys get over and all. He's, yeah. he's a fantastic, just, he's brilliant in the ring and he's a brilliant guy to have backstage. I've always heard people say so. And then Satnam had given Bill a press, slam, hook on. Uh, it, it didn't even hold him that long. Are oh, you so like, big and so if, weak? Come on. Aye, if you're going to be that big and try and look powerful, hold him up for ages and sort of like do the thing. Who is it does? Who bench presses people when they're doing that? Is that Cage or, or somebody does the bench press that puts them up and down and might, then drops them? You like, might be right. You might be right. But do that shit. Don't just sort of pick him up instantly go, oh, fuck, he's heavy and put him down. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> he literally it's can't. Awful. You need to set up some sort of pulley system <laughs> to do that. Fuck me. Uh, so yeah, death, death before dishonor. Um, there mm. was a pre-show. Uh, there were some decent matches on it as well. You had uh, Cole Cabana. Must give it a watch. Cole Cabana and uh, Henry, which is the other guy that, that's JD Drake's partner in the the Workhorseman. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, that was a good match. Good to see Colt back on. Yes. Um, mm. Tony can't mistake if he had sacked him as Colt Cabana. Mm. Is real good. Uh, then you had Shinobi Shadow Squad, which is Cheeseburger and Eli Isom versus Trustbuster, which is Ari Davari and Slim J, who is like a like fucking Ring of Honor original that uh, Tony Khan has brought in. He looks like a fucking backyard wrestler wearing <laughs> giant fucking jeans and a a, a white vest. Uh, uh, did you see Ari Davari promo thing on Rampage? Like the wee pre-tape thing, it's like Ari Davari coming soon. No, did why did I miss that? It was on Rampage. Uh, so I, huh. I guess he's making like a problem. He's been on Dark, hasn't he? Yes, yes, yes. So he must be debuting. Hmm. He's in this match uh, with uh, May Win. Uh, then we get that uh, you know, Prince Prince Nana buying Tolly Blanchard Enterprises, uh, and that's where you're like, wait, what's hmm. what what happened to Tolly Blanchard? Which still don't know. Um, hmm. Then you had the six-man tag match, which was supposed to be Tully Blanchard Enterprises and you guys. And Brian Cage and the game. Uh, Alexi and Blake Christian Tony, and Tony Deppin. Uh, Tully Blanchard Enterprises is now known as the Embassy, which is a group that this guy, Prince Nana, had before in Ring of Honor. Mm. I, I don't know that much about it. Um, but this guy's an amateur, and he just does not fit with these guys at all. Yeah. 
I think uh, you were saying Brian Cage has he got bigger? I think he's got bigger. Yeah, I think he has. He, he is, and he was a big fucking, boy to start with. Fucking huge. Um, like the way this the finishes. This is three guys like uh, Alexi and Black Christian and Tony Devon. They're not large. Nope. Um, so this goes exactly as you expect. And then at the, at the end, uh, Deppin's in the ring in his own, just surrounded by all three. Oh, jeez. <laughs> just gets fucking bodied. Out. I bet you it looked like a good uh, good sight, though. Uh, <laughs> three big monsters surround him, one wee boy. Uh, Allison K versus Will, Willow Nightingale, the pre-show. Mm. Definitely Willow for something there. Um, she, uh, made, and she actually wins over Allison. Um, oh, fuck. And then we mm. start the pay-per-view. Mm. Our first match surprise is the Ring of Honor World Title, and I guess we may as well get them. Aye. So this match was eleven minutes thirty seconds long. It's not title match. The second yep. shortest card. Uh, and Jonathan Gresham comes out not wearing his trademark octopus mask, not with his big coat. Uh, just wearing a t-shirt looks really subdued. Um, mm. and then we have the match, and the match is kind of I whatever. Claudio wins his first ever world title, which is great. Yeah, right after that, Jonathan Gresham left and has quit wrestling. Yeah, like as I said, my I've no problem with. Well, I have to. I was a wee bit annoyed that Gresham even lost. To me, that's a bit of a kick in the teeth, anyway. But you could just tell the match was just a bit sort of. It was a sudden ending because it started such a Gresham way. You know, you know, Claudio was a good foot and a bit taller than him, so he's you know working the big man's legs. You know, being a technical master that he is, and he's mm. working away at the legs. And Claudio starts to you know sell the the knees. You know, he's struggling to you know build up speed when he's running and things like that. And you're thinking, right, the match is getting comfortable now. They're they're getting into it and all the rest of it. And then just suddenly, powerbomb, match over. And I was a bit, eh? Hang on, where'd the match go? <laughs> you know, we, we we were just sort of getting started here. You know, yeah. things were getting... Uh, this feels like it should have had another 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. The way that match started, there was another, you know, as you say, 20, even 15 minutes still to go the way that that should have went. I, but it was just suddenly just... Dump. So here's what I believe has happened uh, from what I've heard. Jonathan Gresham has found out that they have around 10 minutes for their um, mm. which he feels is kind of disrespectful for everyone involved. Um, tries to reach out to Tony Khan, who does not answer. He can only get a hold of QT uh, Marshall, uh, but Tony Khan won't talk to him. And then Jonathan Gresham shows up, or and then he, he shows up on... Uh, when, when was he turned heel as well? Yeah, he, th- when he was... Last week's Rampage? Yeah, so in last week's Rampage, he only found out he was turning heel and joining Tully Blanchard Enterprises that night when he showed up to the arena. And then being told about, right, you've got your match was only going to be 10 minutes. Trying to get in touch with Tony Khan. Tony Khan not answering him. Uh, he shows up to Death for Dishonor, like, choose Tony Khan out, apparently. After I'm blinding mm. Adam and asks, uh, he's, he asks for his release. Um, of course, he does the match. He he is not an arsehole. He wants to give Claudio nope. his moment. Recognize like this is a guy who's been in the business for a long ass time. Is deserving of a world title, but never got it. Um, mm. And you're you're kind of right and wrong. But it, it's it's a shame that it has this cloud over it uh, where you know Jonathan Gresham Aye. just being treated kind of shittily. As I said, he felt like he got jobbed out. He did. Like, 
so I don't I don't want to get into it too much, but Gresham got that title when Ring of Honor basically was dissolved. Yes, he did. And he has literally kept that belt relevant mm-hmm. for nearly a year. You know, he's defended it on Impact, he's defended it on New Japan, he's defended it, you know, indie promotion. Um, you know, he's never really... I don't think... Did he get a defense at all on AEW? Did they actually give him a title match with anyone? Yeah. Um, oh, Lee Moriarty. Lee, Lee Moriarty. Moriarty. Right. And there was another one on Dark as well. That's right, he did mind, one on Dark as well. I can't mind who that was yep. against. But the, he got two great matches there. You know, you know, he, I think he may only been given 20 minutes for those matches, but he'd done two... Absolutely, the guy is a, you know, he's a, he is a machine in the ring, and as it just feels like Tony Khan's obviously bought Ring of Honor, he's got Claudio in, and he's went right. I'm giving you the belt now, and I'm not even going to give Gresham like a bit of a run or anything on TV or anything. It's just like, nap, you're in. Here's the belt. It just it didn't sit well with me, if I'm honest. No, I felt I felt gutted for Gresham, and like I said, to the point where he's actually, you know quit wrestling there it's like ah jesus the guy's yeah. so good he does not deserve to be out of wrestling <clears throat> deleted his twitter and everything ah, i'd love to see him show up on impact though and work with his missus that'd be class well let's uh get through the show because it mm. was uh, despite that it was some ah, yeah, yeah. really great wrestling. that should not uh, that shouldn't take away from the show uh, uh the six-man tag match was was fine uh, dalton Bit castle and the boys uh, took the and the boys <laughs> t- took the ring of honor six-man tag teams off um fucking poundland wyatt family <laughs> that's what i, I was don't thinking. do not know how else to describe these guys yep the See the leader of them and uh, Vincent. Yes. He's in honor no more in Impact as well. Right. So he's only a part-time cult leader. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I didn't think he was still part of Ring of Honor when he was there. I was like, wait a minute. I thought he was signed to Well, Impact. he probably is, but they also have these titles and they need to get these titles off of them. So, ah, good point. You know. uh, the... the Ring of Honor pure title match. Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel. Um, this was brilliant. This was fantastic. Uh, not the match Daniel Garcia wanted because he, uh, <laughs> you know, more violent sort of. The build up to this, Wheeler Yuta bringing up the car crash and all, was good. Mm. Daniel Garcia go. They're not done. Uh, but the, I think these, no. this is two guys you could just have, they could just have a right. Um, yep. Wheeler Yuta wins this one and a bit shorter than I would have liked. Mm. Sort of 16 minutes. Um, but like, like I said, we're probably good. Wheeler as well uh, winning with a, a roll-up. And and not using a single rope break. That no, was no, cool. uh, that was pretty good as well. Um, he, at the post, uh, at the media scrum after the show, uh, it's Tony Khan and Wheeler Yuta and, and Claudio are, are you know, taking questions. And then you just hear the shouting in the background, Daniel Garcia, and he comes up and he's all like, oh, with a, you beat me with a roll-up? Really? Really? So, uh, you know, starts talking shit to him at the, the, the media scroll, which is pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, it's pretty cool when they keep that shit going. Uh, another fantastic match of that. Roosh versus Dragon Lee. Uh, two <laughs> legitimate brothers. Uh, <laughs> this Dragon Lee guy. Uh, get him at AEW. Yep, him in, he was. Aye, Fantastic. Put him in the ring with Phoenix. Yep. That's the match we all want. This was brilliant. Fucking brutal, hey? Mm. They may be brothers, but... I love the story they were doing with the... Uh, you know, at the start, they weren't too comfortable, you know, smacking the shit out of each other, but by mm. the end of the match, they were beating the 
piss out of each other. Yeah, it fucking moves off the apron into the barriers now. Um, next one was surprise. Uh, well, not a surprise, but this this was definitely exceeded my expectations. Uh, Mercedes Martinez mm. uh, versus Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb, fucking one of the best women's wrestler. Uh, no, best wrestlers in the world today. Um, mm. but we haven't seen uh, like what or what we have seen out of Mercedes Martinez hasn't been great so far. Mm. Um, and I was thinking the same thing you were thinking when she was walking in the ring. It's like this could have been Deeb and Perazzo. Yep. But then they sta- they started getting into the match, and it was really fucking good, really good yeah. technical match. Um, yeah, because the, the one thing I noticed there wasn't a lot of when Mercedes had the match with um, Perazzo. Yeah, my big problem was that you know Perazzo looked like she had to slow down to allow you know uh, Martinez to do anything, but here Martinez looked like she was a lot more comfortable almost. Yeah, maybe uh, his pace is a bit different. Or... Hmm. But uh, yeah, a really good match, and uh, Martinez he retains, which not all day nope. long. And following on from that, we uh, Smojo versus Jay Lethal. Not a great match. Was pretty short, but it was long enough for what it had. To be. Like you're not getting stupid out of it. Mm. Were you shocked at the result? Yes, actually. So <laughs> Again, was I. I was not expecting Smojo, uh, especially like Jay Lethal sending uh, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt out. Mm. Uh, at the start and then them getting involved anyway um <laughs> uh, yeah it was a decent match but then we have the main event which is the world tag team titles uh two out of three falls ftr briscoes jesus christ just 45 minutes of excellent wrestling here yep. uh you go watch it what a match it was, <laughs> that's all right? i have to say um better it's well not better it, well do you think it was better have you seen their first one? No, I haven't actually seen their oh, first right, one, right, but right, right. Um, a lot of people have been saying it's better than the first one. I don't know, though. That's the thing. I, I couldn't right. pick them apart. I couldn't pick them apart. They're both that good. They're, like, really... Like, these guys, they're, they're going hard, stiff. Um, it's drama in the match. It's funny. It's like the Briscoes get the, the first pin. Um mm. Uh, stacks uh, stacks that takes the first pin and then Dax that gets both the other pins. <laughs> it's like Dax did everything. Um, yeah, what a what a fantastic match! Eh? Worthy of a main event. Like that's proper. Yeah, tag team wrestling's a big deal. The FTR, they're the biggest stars in wrestling right now. Yeah, just fucking great. So pretty good show all around. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it genuinely was. And like I said, although there was a bit of you know a bit of controversy about the the opening match. The, the Gresham match, it was a decent match. Although there was one bit I thought was absolutely fantastic. I know we're going backwards, sorry here, but Timber Claudio was on his knees and Gresham just pelted at him full full pelt and just because he's so small, he just wheeled him in the face with an elbow, full speed elbow, because he's that small. <laughs> Crack him, but but that that tag match, I I actually clapped when it was over. <laughs> I applauded. Sitting in front of my TV, I was like that was that was something special we just that f- finish as well it wasn't exactly inclusive was it no uh, is no. it dax sort of just landed on top of jay school that was so good though the way he got the pin after the pile driver just sort of rolled over and the legs were over the shoulders and like it counted as a pin yeah it was brilliantly done oh i, I would definitely watch then that t- those two teams go at it again yeah, i think the uh, the thing is it's like uh, the briscoes have been beat do the briscoes get a win here somewhere or? oh yeah well we it was announced that they had signed a long-term contract with ring oh, of they, honor now they, haven't they? Uh, they are uh, so oh. we could 
definitely see another one. Although I'd love to see a three-way between the Briscoes, FTR, and the Bucks. <laughs> Fuck, mate. Can you imagine that match? It's like you, you take this match, like really, this was a, this match was a brawl, very brawly match, mm-hmm. um, and then just stick the insanity that is the young bucks in on top of it i don't know <laughs> if anyone would survive <laughs> it would be uh it would be a match for the ages huh? oh, but no i would definitely be uh i'll be checking out more ring of honor pay-per-views after that definitely yeah commentary oh, team was very good as well yeah uh rick Abani and coleman coleman has a cool fucking voice hey it just sounds cool <laughs> Well, let's hope they get some sort of tea deal soon. Mm. Sorted. Weekly Ring of Honor to be watched. And then WWE's going to get good, so you'll have to watch Raw. And you'll have to watch SmackDown. And then you'll just always be watching wrestling and won't have time to do <laughs> anything else. Oh, Jesus. Just wrestling all day, every day. My missus will love that. <laughs> all other TV shows are just, just no bother. Cancelled. Yep. You won't even have time to listen to this podcast. We won't have time to record this podcast. Or like we can record nope. a podcast and watch wrestling at the same time. But that's going to do it for this week. We will be back Until next time. time. See you later. Bye.